the Plotcast podcast with the Potty Plotters. Right, go on then. Well, it's your turn. Oh, it's the odd one. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good start for yeah. the season, isn't it? Don't forget, we always know who starts the show by by whether it's odd or even. And, of course, we naturally go to you because you're odd. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. OK, then. Yeah. Right, let's get on with it, then. So, hello, and here we are. We are back at it. I'm Elaine. And I'm Julia. And thank you for listening to episode one, season two. Crikey. See, I get confused because Gareth's called it season, but I always think of gardening seasons. Yes, Seasons in the Sun, that's another song. I'm not even going to know. No, no, no. Okay, Gareth, who's shaking his head and now violently <laughs> waving his arms across the table. No, I won't start singing just yet. Anyway, we don't want to put people off. No. What? Anyway, we've had a bit of a break, haven't we? We're all rejuvenated, but we tell are. you what, Elaine, it's been. We've had some weather, haven't we? Well, I don't think I've ever seen it up here at the allotments because we're sat in the community polytunnel at the moment because it's dry and it's light and it's bright but the water has been intense yeah i was trying to dig yesterday that's another story and i'll tell you about it in a minute um but absolutely sodden mm-hmm. i mean i'm tall but by the time you walk around with your boots and then you walk onto like stones yeah they're sound effects they are gareth there you go uh, that are Very underneath nice. here thank you thanking you i must do more of those and um no, don't <laughs> but by the time the mud is stuck on the stones yeah. and then the stones you go onto the mulch yeah. before you know it you're even taller me, that's no good for you is it no. <laughs> perhaps i ought to do a bit <laughs> yeah. of that have a go but i tell you what i came here between christmas and new year yeah. thinking oh i'll just have a bit of fresh air and i was literally that scared i was going to get marooned <laughs> on the allotment that i'm made a quick escape because it was hammering it down and we yeah. really have been underwater this year haven't we i've never yeah. known anything like it and then to compound that well the wind the wind i would say that the wind was well i don't know we can control water to an extent in that it's going to disappear but yeah. that flipping wind yeah. well it's demolished that huge community um shed that was on plot one yeah and it also demolished my fruit cage loads of greenhouses have gone yeah. none that we have put up my friend no no because we make sure there's plenty of clips in there and also a bit of advice here for anyone listening if you have got a greenhouse and it is forecast that it is going to be windy make sure your doors shut unless you've got a window open because if the wind goes in and it's got nowhere to get out it'll blow your greenhouse glass and that's what's actually happened where it some really doors has, were open yeah. okay yeah. that's a good hint and tip thank you very we much could do already those. do you remember we used to do hints and tips all the time didn't we yeah gareth yeah yeah he's looking does Gareth want us to do that thing where we do all the... Um, thing? Yeah, you know where we have to tell people to get in contact with us. Do you want us to do that now, Gareth? It's not scheduled. It's not scheduled now, but uh, it could come in at some point, I suppose. Couldn't it? I have done it for a little while, actually. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, to be fair to the scriptwriter... <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Yes. To be fair to the scriptwriter, she has put it in. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, about halfway. <laughs> hey, well, that's fine. Have you, have you not read before? <laughs> I have read, but normally we I'm do not it. Stri- about your attitude to my uh, script writing and your homework. <laughs> no, no, no. All I was commenting on was the fact that we normally say it quite early on, don't we? But I that's fine. What, oh, it's a idea. change. Here's, oh, it's an idea. Let's break with tradition. We could do it twice in an episode and see if we can get it right twice. No, good. We'll get it right once, it'll be a miracle. Right, right. go on then. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I have rehearsed it, actually. Okay. Have you? Go on then. Well, sort of. Facebook, Instagram and tw- 
Twitter that was yeah. at Potty Plotters, yeah. TikTok at the Potty Plotters, email us naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk or check out the website pottyplotters.uk. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. We've spoken about the weather and we'll be talking about that a bit later in the episode when we're talking about rehashing our plots because it has made us rethink a few things, hasn't it? Yeah, and uh, and I think it is fine because last year we were moaning, if you remember, when the climate we were talking about was so hot. Well, I think now what we need to do is to gamble, really. I don't mean money-wise, but I think that we have got to look at all sides of this. Mm. It's about looking after the water system but also making sure that we've got enough stuff for when it's dry so if you were to raise beds for instance mm-hmm. uh, not your bed at home Julia no, no. it's all right no so if you've got a raised bed then that should combat a lot of the problems for stuff that you're growing in the water because that's what's yeah. happening and um, for those people who've been growing onions and garlic it's not too late in February to actually start all over again and again I was going to burst into song so I won't right okay. So do that. So people have been getting in touch with us, haven't they, Elaine? Oh, have we had a laugh, though? Yeah. I mean, some of the things that people write. But thank you to everyone who has been in touch with us and for all the good wishes for the new year, for Christmas, because it was before Christmas as well. And... um, Come on then, let's get going on this. Yeah, so we've had um, an email from Rob and Sarah Walker from Malvern. Now, we like Malvern because they have a lovely show, don't they? They have two lovely shows. They have the spring and autumn. And the autumn, yeah. Yeah. And we have been to both. We have. Um, And both Rob and Sarah are visually impaired and they've recently taken on an an allotment themselves and um, they sent us photographs of us of it and they are they haven't sent photographs of of us because they don't know us (laughs) no 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 (laughs) very luckily and uh, and they've sent us uh, some photos and a message saying I'm hoping that you can come up with a funny name for our Facebook group as you are both very funny ladies are we funny funny haha funny peculiar I don't know (laughs) there but anyway it's where we will share our adventures um, on the plot, plot four, and we want to share and receive tips and advice. The name should get across that we are visually impaired allotmenteers. There's no pressure. Okay. Okay. Right. To get you going, what do you call a magical guide dog? Well, I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gareth. What do you call... I don't know. What do you call a magical guide dog? A labracadabra doodle. No. <laughs> oh, I always spoil the punchline. A labracadabra dog. Ooh, I tell I'm you not what. Sure a, I'm not sure a poodle makes for a particularly good guide dog. It's a bit oh, like a guide God. cat. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, anyway, have you you come up with anything, Elaine? (laughs) Well, what I've found as well is don't forget that he's threatened us. Should you fail in this mission, maybe your your listeners can email in suggestions. So if we can't think of anything, let's get everybody else thinking about it. No, I haven't come up with anything. Not yet. No. But I do think now we can set the challenge out there for everybody else to help Rob and Sarah with their visually impaired group, group, community allotment. The allotment isn't a community allotment. That's their allotment. No, it isn't. I promise you it's not. You might have written it down, but I've read the email. That is the email. (laughs) (laughs) 
it doesn't. It says we've taken on the plot ourselves. But fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> All I've done is I have actually just cut and copied it. That is what he sent us. Yeah, but they want to come up with a name for the Facebook group, not for the allotment. Yeah, but it is a community <laughs> allotment. No, it's not. It's their it allotment. Is. It can, is. You, can you settle this, please? Yes, that move on. Yes. Ah, okay. Honestly, move have on. a look. Right then, now then, what do you know about Dawn Tinsley from Yorkshire? Well, she's, well, contact, you she's contacted us and this has made us, well, it's given us a little bit of fun, hasn't it? Because Gareth, she's a bit of a fan of yours. I will soon put pay to that, don't worry. <laughs> what did she say, Lee? She said, I have to say I've enjoyed listening to Gareth's sexy voice on your podcast. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Did you have a sore throat that day? <laughs> Sponsored by Strepsils. <laughs> Strepsils. So, no, it's okay, we... I'll just send her a file purely of my voice. Oh. It's fine. Don't worry. It happens. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. Oh, oh, She's only human. Oh. I think that we ought to give him a bigger pe- speaking part. I think so. Yeah, we'll try. Well, we can do it. I mean, you know how towards the end of last season we talked about we had to clean the greenhouses yeah can you explain to my other half that cleaning the greenhouse doesn't include having the stray cat that keeps coming and staying in the greenhouse in there because it means that you can't clean it oh Oh. well the answer to it is simple gareth let the cat cat in the house no (laughs) i'm allergic to the the door Mm. i'm allergic to the cat well then you need to make another home for the cat so what about the summer house not at our house (laughs) what about the summer house i would say summer house is rather nice yeah i'm not giving the cat a key (laughs) no you can make a cat flap to go in it no it's got a glass door (laughs) he's just always looking for problems there's always a solution this is is especially for you (laughs) especially for you oh no i got banned thank you (laughs) and i can't sing because my auntie mavis said I've got a terrible voice. Anyway. Auntie Mavis was right. Yeah, she is. She is. Anyway, we've had um, a message from Michelle Varney as well, haven't we, Oh, now, Michelle does make me laugh. She sent us photographs of stuff in her veg box. Now, Michelle, I feel like we know her, actually, but Mm. she gets this veg box. I don't know if it's every week or every fortnight, but for some time now, Julia, um, we're just going to explain to people that she does send us photographs of stuff that's in the veg box because she doesn't know what it is. Ah, you see, I could probably do this because, oh. as, as you both know, I, on the run up to Christmas, I went back to the job that I used to have uh, when I was a student, which was on the fresh fruit and veg counter at a well-known supermarket oh. that uh, was very busy. And uh, I, lo- I know what most of the fruit and veg are. I can identify most of the exotics. Oh, really? Yeah, and I know I don't like certain ones. Jerusalem artichokes. <laughs> <laughs> ah, story about this. I'm bigging my part up on this. So, oh, yeah, 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 so yeah. when I went on holiday this year, this year, last year, uh, we went for uh, went for an imi- went for a meal in the evening, and there was a Four Seasons pizza. Now I'm not used to when I order it from a well-known takeaway, it's arriving with Ju- Jerusalem artichokes on it. Oh. Disgusting things. Oh. Did you eat them? No, I got rid of them. I tried oh. one of them, but they're disgusting. They're just It's just another one of those veg that 
quite frankly, shouldn't exist. Julia, mm. can you put it down as something we're going to grow this year? Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think there's something in the words Jerusalem. <laughs> we, need to, we need to disguise them, I think. No, we are going to do disguise it. Disguise them as anything you like, it's still not happening. We no, are. Well, anyway. one of the other things that she actually uh, had was charred, Gareth. Do you remember charred? Like charred. Yes, mm-hmm. right then. So she didn't know that it was charred because what else does it look like? It's an exam, this isn't mm. it now for him? I'm trying to think what else it looked. Well, it's just got it's got long stems. Like, yeah, it could be. It's it could look like any of the cabbagey type. Yeah, but what like else? Rhubarb. Oh God, no, not rhubarb. <laughs> <laughs> now then, uh, there's a di- there's a massive difference between chard and rhubarb. Well, well there's, there's several. One is one's a vegetable, the other one's a fruit. Mm. Uh, one is that chard is nice and rhubarb isn't. Mm. And the other is that chard doesn't take over your entire garden. Rhubarb does. Yes, yes. but if it just turns up in a box of mixed vegetables... It and looks you nothing don't... like it. Well, sometimes it does, no, it actually. No. And uh, poor Michelle made her family a crumble, didn't she? <laughs> <laughs> oh... God. Well, can you imagine the anticipation? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Surely, when she cooked it, she'd notice. Sorry, Michelle. We, we are, we're labouring this. We're now. labouring this. But surely, when you cooked it, you noticed that it didn't resemble that slightly mushy, sour fruit. No, well, I suppose if you were to chop up chard and chuck that in, I would have just taken a lot more cooking. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would have given a pound to have watched that. Because it would have been funny when you put, you know, you know, put that where, where, is, where is Michelle? Um, I don't know. Because you know full well that a charred crumble is going to rock up here at some point. Uh, <laughs> I think we want to try one. I think so, yeah. Let's see if Gareth can taste the difference. I think if you did it with like a cheesy top, it might work. A cheesy crumble. Oh. Now then. He's getting all Master Chefy on his. <laughs> Don't go that far. <laughs> well, Wouldn't be possible. <laughs> now, we've also had a lovely message from Mandy, Mandy Hatton, and uh, she's asking, how do we keep pests and pesky creatures off our plots? Well... Mandy, the difficulty that we've got is that we can't keep all of them off, but we do so many things. So all we're going to recommend to you is listen to every episode in this next season and you'll hear how we deal with the pests and pesky things for each of the things that we plant, which involves the whole allotment. And the other pests that we keep away from, we actually hide in the shed from them, don't we? Yeah, the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yeah. Mm, they're not good and they work in packs, So, but you can't get a packet of them. No. No. And there's okay. no nematodes to deal with them. <laughs> I've got a big stick. Right then, Julia, so you laughed, you guffawed, you were quite almost hysterical <laughs> when you suggested that I do the twiddly-bitty thingy what's it as to how people get in touch yeah. with us. Yeah. Right, now it's over to you. Right, you're going to do this in one go, right? Yeah, OK, I'll give it okay. my best shot. Go right. on then. OK, it's Facebook, Instagram and X, Twitter, at Potty Plotters, TikTok, at The Potty Plotters, Email us naughtycorner at pottyplotters.uk or check out our website pottyplotters.uk. Flipping. Thank you. Thank you. The Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters.
Right then, before we get going, let's remind people just a little bit more about uh, why we did this podcast thingy and what really is it all about. So how did we get involved? Gareth told us to do it. So we're both now looking over at Gareth with his headphones on, who now looks like he's busy twiddling knobs. Leave your knobs alone and tell us how it all happened, Gareth. What do you mean how it all happened? You you talk, I record, we put it out. Yeah. Oh, right, OK. Well, that's not two minutes, because I was banking on at least two minutes yeah. there, Gareth. So, shall we tell the real story then, Julia? Go on, then. Uh, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> shall, 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 we, shall we take a step back? So, I first met you two on local radio beginning of COVID. Might, be, might have been a little bit before COVID. And then we started to do a regular thing on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. where you deliver me with veg and I take it home and eat it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you spoke for an hour. And it was an hour I didn't have to think about at the radio. Uh, and we thought, well, we could take that and turn it into something off the radio where we could be a little bit racier. Naughtier. Naughtier. Mm. I'd have less control. Oh. <laughs> Which is proof. And uh, here we are in season two. And 16,500 listens to season one, I think, proves that uh, there's an audience for it somewhere. Unless it's just you two just listening. I have no idea. We have it on repeat, if only we knew that. I suppose the funniest thing for me is that I didn't... The reason that when you first asked us would we do them was that uh, we both said no. And why did we say no, Julia? Because we didn't know what one was. And I think that we have found a huge amount of people out there who would like to listen but don't know how because we seem to be moving very quickly into this digital age, unless it's just me because I still don't know decimalisation. But it is quite tricky, isn't it, keeping up with everything. I mean, you don't even get instructions with your phones anymore. No, no. But people do like the fact that when we go out and do talks and we tell them about it they do like the fact that they can pause us or shut us up <laughs> and they also like the fact that it's every, it's only really half an hour I like the half an hour. Yeah. Um, the amount of people who have told us that they listen on the way to work or on the way back. Um, they never have it on when the kids are there, obviously, to frighten them. But yes, Gareth, you were going to have another speaking part. No, I was just going to say, it's what people do. People listen to podcasts at their convenience, usually when they're doing something else. So it's passive listening rather than active listening mm-hmm. more. So driving along, if their commute's about half an hour, although if, if they live near where I live, then their commute is, used to be half an hour, probably is about three hours at the moment. <laughs> uh, so you can listen to six episodes in that time and bump the figures up even yeah, more. All right. I mean, what's been lovely is, and what surprised us is the amount of people who've contacted us from all over the country, all over yeah. the world, really. Yeah. And that's, you know, we're here in the polytunnel in the middle of Derby and, you know, we're in our own little bubble, really. I mean, we love our allotment. We yeah. come here it's our special place that we come to we can lose ourselves here and the amount of people who are losing themselves on allotments and in gardens you know we're not on on our own are we Elaine? No, I don't think I've ever got lost, but uh, that's because I've got a big piece of string. But I do like the idea of listening to things that you can relate to. Yeah. Because more than often, I've listened to not just podcasts, but even television programmes. And I've got completely baffled, but then that's because I think I'm quite behind. I don't understand streaming. That's a word that, I mean, I could use it for my nose at the moment. But yeah, streaming, it's lots of language that is creeping in, but there doesn't seem to be any definitions. There's no dictionary. There's nobody that you can ask um, because you feel quite foolish. And I think we did when Gareth mentioned podcast because we thought it was some new form of being, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Mm. We did. Well, you mentioned 
going around the world and we've spoken to Hazel in Australia yeah I think what we ought to do in this season is look at other parts of the world that we've had listeners from and if you're listening to us in other parts of the world we want to know how you grow things against your seasons because you've looked we've looked across the last year at we've had quite a lot of extreme weather in this country over the last couple of years but how do you cope in different parts of the world when you get your extreme weathers and what sorts of things do you grow and what how are your seasons different to our, how ours are and we'd like to have more people talking about that I think this season going yeah. around just to prove they are actually listening for a start <laughs> yeah, I and mean, you haven't got friends in uh, Adam Montgomery <laughs> a few times yeah I mean even people around the world but even people in this country you know we've got people at the extremes of the country listening to us and it'd be interesting to hear how they cope because it is very regionalised isn't it and you know what can happen on our site here in Derby can happen on another site in Derby completely differently it is very um, different conditions and I mean you know as Gareth says we met through working on local radio and we kind of fell into it and we've carried on falling into it and the reason we do it is because we want to share our passion for it we want to kind of demystify it and also make people just have a go yeah and if we do it in plain english in a way that people can understand which actually can be quite tricky can't it yeah. when we waffle around with words because we know what we're doing because we've got stuff in front of us yeah but i think that's really important that we do it in a way that people can understand and most importantly can titter along the way yes if we if we've made people laugh and they've learnt one thing I think then we've done what we've achieved wanted to achieve and hopefully you've enjoyed what we're doing but you know if you've got any questions just send them in to us we might not know the answers but if we don't know the answers we'll, we'll find it up well you will but oh, yeah. I'll find somebody who knows the answer <laughs> contact the potty plotters anytime on Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Potty Plotters or email naughty corner at pottyplotters.uk. Right then, Julia. Yep. I went into your polytunnel. Mm. Uh, I don't know what day it was. I've lost track of all days of late. Yeah. But I went in and I saw that you had got some bare rooted. That's the clue. Yeah. But they were bare rooted raspberries, uh-huh. and you had healed them in. Now then, they're all kinds of things that perhaps some people don't understand so i'm going to go back over bare rooted equals not in a pot not in a pot so these were delivered to me in a cardboard box and they was that from off the internet yes it was oh, okay then. yeah yeah and they were delivered in a cardboard box with just a, a plastic bag over the roots and the roots were completely bare of any soil or anything like that so the first thing you do when you get something like that you either pop them into water or as you've mentioned heal them in because what happened was they arrived at a time when we were having atrocious weather i think it arrived when we were underwater and of course i couldn't put them where i wanted to put them at that point because i'd not prepared it i'd not had a chance so all i've done is in the polytunnel where i'd got some space i dug a hole out and and gently laid the roots in there and covered back covered them with some soil but i didn't really compress it down or anything it was just kind of a a little place for them to stay until i'm ready and those raspberries they're called raspberry canes yeah. but they're like stalks aren't yes. they of about 18 18 inches 12 foot yeah well, yeah i can say yeah. 12 inches yeah but something like that yeah. weren't they yeah right then when they arrive from off said internet yeah what should people do with them 
well first of all they need to take them out to the packaging and as I say either put them in the ground that you prepared or put them uh, soak them in some water or just make sure that those roots stay moist so I mean now is still a good time to buy bare rooted fruit and the reason that you buy it bare rooted is because a it's much cheaper to do that and b it is the time at the moment where all the bare rooted fruits such as the black currants the red currants um, the raspberries they are dormant at the moment which means that they're not in active growth okay so they've kind of gone to sleep for the winters now's a good time that they dig them out and they'll send them to you or you can go to a garden center and buy them and the beauty of bare rooted is a they're a lot cheaper b there are also a wider range of varieties available because if you imagine a garden centre having to plant every single variety up and people might not own, not want one or two so they've got to kind of keep and look after them in plant pots all the time whereas if they're in a field and they can just go and dig them up when they're ready well well julia you just have brought back a dreadful memory oh, yeah oh. yeah mm. by saying what you've just said now i'm going to confess that i once had some bare rooted raspberries yes. from a local organization mm-hmm. and i bought them and you normally buy them in fives yeah and they'd got like a plastic wrapper round, like a tag yeah that was tagged yeah. around them yeah i'm sure there was a few of them anyway together yeah. did you plant them all in one go yeah 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 so what i'm saying is that uh I think it's really important that we all say that we all make mistakes but if you've got a plastic tag that yeah. is round them snip that and it's each individual raspberry cane yes that's what you're going to do isn't it yeah. so it's each stalk is an individual plant yeah so if they come like that snip them off yeah because i tell you what they grow just as a massive bush <laughs> you i just thought i'd that. tell you <laughs> well that's good and since we're having confessions so yeah. this is my third time on the plot is this a new thing confessions confessions, confessions. because we keep it in the microphones now don't <laughs> yeah. we as well so what is it let's have a new thingy confessions, right, confessions. And failures. Well, oh yeah failures well, well what's happened i've tried three times now on my plot to get raspberry canes to establish themselves and obviously they don't like the place where I've planted them so this time I am going all out now and I've bought some mycorrhizal fungi to dip the roots into and that should help establish the root system a bit better but other than that I mean I've followed all the rules in terms of planting you know making sure that there's space for the roots to, to be laid out they're not compact I've added organic matter I've added fish blood and bone to get them established and nothing has worked so you know whether it's the soil whatever or whether they were just dud uh, canes but fourth time lucky I'm hoping here so don't give up that's all I'll say. Don't give up if, if they've not worked before. But I am going all out this time. I'm throwing everything at them. OK, I'll just put the uh, jam jars away because there's not going to be any raspberry jam, I don't think, from you. Right then, it's... Um, well, it's February. Now, I'm just going to tell you a little bit of history, actually, Julia, because you know me about going on about uh, being brought up on allotments. 
but my dad never started doing the allotment uh, at the back of the house until the light night started right. now it is getting lighter it is. very much so but my dad always used to say if he could if he could ride home on his bike yeah. without his lights on then it was okay to start and dig because a lot of people don't realize that the time that you've got if you're working all the time the time that you've got on your allotment is very limited yeah. because over the winter period then we end up it being very dark very cold very wet very snowy very windy and it becomes a really tricky place to be yeah. to do any work but we've been here now we've been here because we have been dead busy because december january to the beginning of february is the time to do all the structures and yeah. everything that we need to do now you've been dead busy with your fruit cage yeah i have been busy with the fruit cage because as i mentioned at the start of this when we had the winds the fruit cage came down now when i took on the plot it had probably it's probably 12 by 12 feet uh, fruit cage it was massive and it was built with wooden uh, upright posts yeah. and then it was covered in um debris netting and then we had like um butterfly netting over the top to allow the pollinators in but to keep the birds out and it was a fantastic structure but i was always very frustrated with it because i couldn't get either side of my uh, blueberries that i'd planted there but i never felt because it was so well made and it was such a it, it served its purpose i never really felt it was worth taking down but anyway the wet weather and the winds have done it for me so the post the wooden posts have literally rotted in the ground and then as the winds have come it took the whole structure down thankfully it didn't damage my fruit bushes that badly so of course it's an ideal opportunity to rethink and and redo so i've taken it down it's really opened up the plot and all i've done is i've kept my blueberries in a raised bed and I've actually reinforced that now and although it's made of wood you know it's really important for your blueberries that you can keep the uh, area separate so that you can incorporate your ericaceous compost but everything else I'm leaving it open and I'm just going to net them in situ because why not why why wouldn't I do that now I've got the opportunity to do that so that's one of the big things that I've done on my plot another thing is that my chalet or the shallotment as we call it where we normally have the drinks well everything's gone wrong there the roof's caving in the floor got wet and it, the water was coming up through the sides can't get in the door and now I've got a mouse in there so that's coming down so we are literally rehashing the structures at the moment on the plot and you've been very busy in fact I'm surprised you're even here today Elaine because I'm surprised you can walk what have you been up to <laughs> surprise too right there's an area that i used to have all my fruit bushes the fruit bushes had got uh too big too leggy and needed moving mm. and then i decided because we know how to create and make our new uh, fruit bushes i thought right they're gonna go yeah. so it was uh round about christmas time i started on that adventure and it's a third of my plot that was fruit and I started to dig them up flipping egg honestly it was such hard work because they were really well established thick rooted plants anyway got them up and in fairness I had to ask uh, the lads if they would help me because I needed for somebody to be I dug all the way round a plant yeah and then we needed to push on one side where we get the secateurs and the fork underneath to get the blooming things out anyway did that then 
over the last couple of weeks in between the weather i've started to dig it all over yeah having dug it all over then what i've done is i'd got off marketplace um some uh timbers Sleep. some oh, yeah. sleepers yeah. yeah and they're absolutely brilliant so yesterday i was dragging them around just to look at them because i'm going up now then the reason i'm going up is because although my plot necessarily doesn't flood it gets so wet yeah. and i thought no before i get much older i need to do everything so the structures are all in place to make it all easier it's, it's not just looking at it to make it look pretty it's interesting you say that because i've noticed kev next door plot yeah. two he's done the same thing and yeah. i think you know even plots that haven't previously flooded have flooded this year yeah. but also as he says as he's getting older it's the bending down he's yeah. kind of almost preparing in advance so he can stay on the allotment site as long long as possible but yeah. as you say it works in two ways doesn't it so in building up if if you are prone to flooding then you you know you've got somewhere to plant and it's the only way you can go because it's literally coming up through the water table yeah. isn't it yeah so that's what i've been up to and i've looked at the sheds and they need painting but i'm not going to do that until the weather actually starts yeah. to warm up so the main thing at this time of year julia is get the bonfires going some people might not like it but what i will say is i've managed to burn so much of the stuff and then yeah. keep the potash but i've cleared the whole of the plot to the extent that people have stood gawping gawping yeah. not the woulda coulda shudders honestly all i can say is julia i'm not showing anybody else anything to do with any of my bushes the Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters. So next time then, Julia, what are we going to be doing? Well, next time, um, we've gone a bit flower mad after last year. We loved it so much, yeah. didn't we, that we've... Well, both of us have clearly been on the internet ordering seeds. And, uh, <laughs> Here's so, some we bought earlier. Yeah, so we're going to be planting antirhinums, or otherwise known as snapdragons. And we also be looking at getting our chilies and peppers started. I'm only laughing. I wonder if anybody has got an antirhinum, like an anti-Sheila or an oh. anti-Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> they can contact us. <laughs> the Plotcast Podcast with the Potty Plotters is an Amberland Media production.